This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Turning Bones, Wes, Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle, Domasaurus, The Number Jeff, Awesome Possum Blossom, Amy, Tia, William, Matthew, Brandon, Dave, Mandy, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Ori, Karun, Eddie, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of the awesome Horror Virgin community. And if you want to hang out with all of us, please do so in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we hang out daily. So, I've been dating this girl, as you may know. Yeah, you pinched her boob with your toes and bruised her. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the same girl. <laughs> I like how you had to clarify that that girl did not leave you immediately like she should have. <laughs> yeah, good clarification. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So she's been spending the night more. And I don't know, like, I've I've not really spent the night with somebody repeatedly in a long time. And I'm not talking about, like, sexy times. I'm talking about, like, sleeping in the same bed. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, you have, like, a hard time adjusting to that? Yeah. Yes. So I, like, she house set for me when I was out of town last week. And I come back. And we had, like, talked about, like, here's some things we can do to, like, maybe sleep more compatibly together. <laughs> I love how she won't have the define the relationship talk with you, but she will have the how do you want to sleep? Who is Big Spoon? Yeah. <laughs> Who is Big Spoon? So I, I get back and she's like, so I think I figured out like what really helps me sleep in your bed. And it's if you're not in it. <laughs> it's exactly what, what? she said, babe. <laughs> <laughs> It's so hurtful. She's like, if you're not here, it's like so comfortable. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you bastards make me watch them. And this week we have a very special guest with us, Blaine. How do we want to introduce you? Blaine? Just Blaine Gibson or Blaine? Blaine Gibson? Blaine, Blaine Gibson, whatever. Yeah, right. They know me. We go way back. I was on the Terminator episode. Yes, you were back in January, I think. The one that Paige gets the most hate mail about. Terminator's not a horror movie. Why? 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 No, it's it's for me, not for you. It's because people don't think it's a horror movie. Yeah. God damn it. We had this argument. It is. I know. It is. And, and if they like, actually listen to the episode, they'd understand. Yeah. yeah. They can't wrap their head around it being a horror movie because they associate Terminator franchise with action. Yep. I, sorry. I said, I'm verbatim saying what I said already. I'm yeah. upset for you. But if you want to go you. back and listen Thank to you. that episode and realize that you are wrong, that Terminator <laughs> is a horror movie and mm-hmm. Paige is never wrong, which she has told me many times. Many That's not times. true. I'm wrong occasionally. <laughs> I can't remember what episode it was, but it was in January, I think. Yeah. yeah. So we probably should mention that today we are watching Army, Army of, of Darkness. Darkness. This is my first time I'd ever seen the movie, clearly. But have you <laughs> really? guys seen Army of Darkness before? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mikey, I've yeah. never seen it. It was one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. I would watch it all the time. That does not surprise <laughs> me at all. You have to have seen it before, right, Blaine? This seems like fate because I don't know how this happened. The stars aligned. I was such a huge Deadite. Like, I played all the video games. Games. I went to a book signing for Bruce Campbell and got uh, If Chins Could Kill signed by Bruce. I think it's in my <laughs> closet somewhere. And we have pictures. Like, I was over the moon about Bruce Campbell. I So I loved Army of Darkness. I was, like, quoting it the entire time. That's awesome. I loved him in Burn Notice, but I never, I'd never seen this movie. <laughs> and, man, this movie's terrible, but, like, I fucking love every frame of it. Like, it is the perfect, <laughs> like, B-movie. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I think I was in college when I saw this for the first time um, because I'm pretty sure I had to watch a section of it for school. 
and then went home and immediately watched all of the rest of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. There are so many good one-liners in this movie. It feels like they just wrote a shitload of one-liners, picked their favorite 20, and then built a script around those lines. I'm not saying that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it may have happened. Mikey, what did you think when you first watched it, when you were probably like a child? Um. I thought it was super cool. Like, I would play Legos to it. I mean... <laughs> that means it was good, Blaine. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the highest compliment. I would just sit and watch it in the background. I mean, it was so good. I, I think I watched it first before any other Evil Dead. And I went back to like watch Evil Dead. And I was like, oh, this is terrible compared to Army of Darkness. That's what I was like. That was child Mikey watching these films. I still think that... And I haven't revisited it in a while because I remember how uncomfortable I was watching it. Uh, Evil Dead 2 fucking messed me up as a kid. Like, that oh. was one of the top tier scariest movies I feel like I had watched. That's my favorite of the franchises, too. Yeah. How is this not your favorite? This one's so good. This is a close second, I would say. I think for me, this movie is somehow the the least Evil Dead movie, but also the most Evil Dead movie. <laughs> because this is where we get Groovy and Boomstick, yes. which is like endure forever in Evil Dead lore. This is also the first place we get S-Smart. Shop smart, shop S-Smart. Yeah. So there's so many Evil Dead things that come from this movie, especially if you go on to like play the games, read the comics, watch Ash versus Evil Dead, comes from this movie. But I miss some of the horror elements of Evil Dead 2. Uh, but what this movie does that Evil Dead 2 also does is leaves huge sections of the movie for Bruce Campbell to literally just play against nothing and do amazing physical comedy. Yeah. So, Three stooges. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. It, I, and one of the things that he talks about a lot in his like autobiography and stuff like that is his relationship with Sam Raimi. And this is also, I feel like, when Sam Raimi's like, he's just honed in on his style. Like all of yeah. the crazy long takes and the canted angles and the fucking crazy zooms and all that stuff like it is so much fun like it's entertaining like start to finish even if it is shit yeah <laughs> i love when like the main character like ash is just, like so sick of shit of like horror movie shit that he's like doesn't fear it anymore i really like that kind of how it plays on that yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to like dumb this down and, and to why i like it which is very hard but like he, like <laughs> anything crazy happens to him and he just rolls with it which i think is really funny i i also love how this movie embraces how bad it is it it knows at a certain point in the battle it's just throwing skeletons at ash like literally like somebody <laughs> off screen just like tossed it and he's hacking at them with swords and by the time the movie gets to that point, you're all in. You're just like, this is nuts. And this is exactly what it's going to be forever. So yeah, I fully love the scenes where it's very clear, like they're acting in front of just like a screen and mm -hmm. like the car truck executioner blows up and like they're just standing in front of a like a video screen. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah that's like a weird rear projection thing. That yeah. shot, though, where oh, what's her name? Sheila. Sheila yeah. is standing there and then the, the car just explodes past her. I yeah. was like, that's a really good shot. Like, yeah, the execution's a little iffy because it's rear projection. But like, I don't know. It's <laughs> Sam Raimi fucking rules. And so does Bruce Campbell. Right. I love this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it is very much just like a B drive-in theater movie that is awesome. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I love it. theme song I... fucking rules too, dude. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so do you guys want to get into it and just go through it and see my scene? Yes. Sweet. And then uh, at the very end, we'll get into the alternate ending as well. There's an alternate <laughs> yeah. ending? Well, there's also a director's cut. Yes. So there's director's cut, but then there's also an alternate, alternate, like a serious alternate ending. I'm assuming, Blaine, that you know about this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, of course I do. Do the other two of you know about this? 
Absolutely not. I just saw it for the first time today, Paige. I have no idea. I know you don't. Mikey, did you know? I'm sure I've read about it before, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. I'll be honest. I want to hear what your uh, theories are. Todd, then Mikey, if you may have yeah, heard yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, theories. My theory on what the end of the movie would be? Yeah. Yeah, we can wait. We can save it. Yeah, we can save it until the very end if you want. I mean, I think we should do it now. Why make them wait for the end of the episode to hear my terrible guess? Well, yeah, you can <laughs> guess and I'll tell you the real thing at the end of the episode. Okay, so my pitch for a different ending of this movie, which I do think mm-hmm. I will go on the record. I think the ending they have is perfect, but... I think he should have stayed and ruled as king in 13th century England. Mm. Okay, okay. Okay, so I'm wrong. Mikey? <laughs> I think he gets shot to a different time, isn't it? <gasps> oh my God, make this like sliders. Slide sliders, yes. But for Evil Dead, yes, Mikey. Well, yes and no. Sliders. You're close, <laughs> and we'll talk about it at the end. Because yeah. not only was there an alternate ending, but there was a pitch for a fourth movie. <gasps> That's tied to the alternate ending that never gets made. But that alternate ending is screened in different parts of the world with different cuts of the movie. So up until Ash versus Evil Dead, both endings were canon, technically. What? And then Ash versus Evil Dead goes based on the ending from the theatrical cut that we saw today. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the movie because I want to hear about all this. Yes. When we get done with it. All right. So we open on a line of prisoners with Ash's voiceover where he basically says that he's now a slave. He thinks it's about 1300 AD and he's being dragged to his death. But once upon a time, he had a real job. And we cut to the S-Smart where he works in the hardware department and he has his girlfriend, Linda. He basically recaps Evil Dead 2 with the inclusion of S-Smart which is not an Evil Dead 2 or Evil Dead 1. Right. But it gives us context for this. Which I appreciate it because it's been a while since the Evil Dead 2 episode, and man, I had forgotten some stuff. Well, and this is actually, this section is a mix of some of the shots from Evil Dead 2 and then some things that they completely reshot because they recast his girlfriend again. <laughs> Did they? Well, Evil yeah. Dead 1 and 2 are the same movie, but like one right. is a better <laughs> budget and then more people. Yeah. there it's, yeah. it's weird. There's three different iterations of that cabin story. Right. And so to recap, Evil Dead 1 is group of teens at a cabin all get killed, tree rape. You name it. (laughs) Evil Dead 2 is him and his girlfriend. A lot of the same events of the first movie, except he ends up having to chainsaw her head off and then put it in a vice and then shoot her. As you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, some breakups are hard, guys. Some breakups are hard. I know it. And then (laughs) the archaeologist's daughter and her friends are the ones that then arrive at the house to kill more teens, essentially, to pad the kill count of the second movie. Mm. This movie plays all of that out without the archaeologist so it's it's the girlfriend version where it's just the two of them it cuts the archaeologist parts out but it leaves in the part where ash goes through the portal to the 1300s because this movie is almost it's like eight or nine years between when they finish evil dead 2 when they actually make this movie so bruce campbell has aged yeah. a little bit and so in part some of that recutting is to make it a little more seamless because if they had just cut in the old footage and no new footage, 
then you would have really been able to tell the difference between the two. So that's part of why they reshoot some of this for the third time. And if I remember correctly, like at the end of the second one, we do see him end up at the 13th century, right? We do. And we okay. see his car fall through the portal as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually go back in this movie and reshoot that so that it can be with present day Bruce Campbell as they're shooting this movie. I'm sure he's thrilled he had to do that fall again. Uh, <laughs> he, he has some opinions about this movie where he really loves this movie and what they made but hates the way the studio cut it uh, and we'll get into that really in okay so he wanted the sliders ending too and i mean that would <laughs> yeah, also yeah, explain yeah, yeah. why his girlfriend was three different people <laughs> look we've all had three different girlfriends <laughs> with the same name mikey sometimes all at the same time <laughs> if you just date girls with the same name it really avoids mix-up it does <laughs> i mean time is a flat circle especially in this movie so sure mm-hmm. what i will say is if you follow Bruce Campbell on Twitter, he actually tweeted about the alternate ending like three days ago. Oh, really? Yeah, with pictures of some of it. I want to see that. Don't look it up. Don't spoil it. We'll talk about it at the end. But he has a production still of basically what the alternate ending would have been. It's so goofy and it kind of doesn't make sense. But yeah. But I mean, neither does most of the Evil Dead franchise. So that would fit right in. (laughs) I would say once I heard the plan for movie four that got abandoned, I was like, shit i kind of wish that alternate ending had happened now Well, didn't they make that into a video game it's been years since i played those things but i feel like they adapted it in some way shape or form they may have i have not played any of the video games i have read some of the comic books there's some reference to it in the comic books as like an alternate timeline i think Mm. sliders (laughs) So back into the movie, as he's giving the recap, we hear about the Necronomicon. And my favorite part about it is it shows up on screen cut over a background, which is clearly stock footage of the ocean that they've just put a red filter over (laughs) to make it look like blood. It's an ocean of blood, Paige. Yeah. I mean, I've read the book. Yeah. A lot of this movie is not great as far as like production value. But also the best. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah. It really fits the tone of it very well. Yeah. So we cut back in. We see an explosion in the sky. He and his car fall and he's surrounded by medieval soldiers. And that brings us to the present of how he's basically tied up with all of these other prisoners. Yeah. Now, he approaches Lord Arthur and Lord Arthur has one of his wise men with him. And they think he's one of Henry's men, which is the army that they've been battling. The red guys, the guys in red. It's red and blue, yeah. red versus blue, yeah. <laughs> yeah, red versus blue. Not to, like, name drop a rooster teeth thing, but yeah, it is. Who's rooster teeth? Um, so the wise man picks up his chainsaw and is basically like hey i think this is the guy from the necronomicon because if you'll remember at the end of evil dead 2 there's like a picture of ash in the necronomicon yeah i remember that Mm -hmm. yep and lord arthur dismisses it doesn't listen to him so they start dragging them into the castle where we first meet sheila who asks lord arthur about her brother and finds out that he fell in battle right and so she immediately just looks at the first prisoner in line and is like (laughs) that one dude who's dressed like no one I've ever seen before <laughs> right, has right, right. to have murdered my brother He's specifically. The guy. Yeah. He's the guy. Uh, it's also <laughs> funny too because there's moments where like you can just tell Sam Raimi's torturing Bruce Campbell. So when he's like all, you know, in the whatever that thing is, like the lock headlock uh, thing like the stocks yeah stocks yeah these kids are just coming up and just beating the shit out of him <laughs> i did and love they clear that, yeah. out and then sheila comes in she starts pulling his hair and he's like ah 
The kids have like bags of rocks too. Because you see like one kid like whacking his shins with a stick and then the little girl has like a pillowcase that appears to be full of rocks. I do have in fun facts what it was actually full of. But that's all they had as toys back then. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a bag of rocks. It's just a bunch of rocks. (gasps) So as they kind of lead them through the castle, they lead them to the pit and they let them out of their chains, but they still have them standing near the pit. And Henry, the other duke in battle, is like, you're not one of my soldiers. Who are you? Yeah. And Ash is like, I'm Ash. Who are you? And he's like, I'm the duke of, you know, and lists a bunch of stuff. And Ash just says, you're not leading but two things, Jack and shit. And Jack just left town. <laughs> That's what I mean by like this movie was built around like 15 one liners because that yeah. is like one of the better lines of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I don't feel like you're a big fan, Todd. I feel like Todd's not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I hated this movie, Mikey. No, there's no way. <laughs> no, I loved it. This is the best movie we've ever done. You guys are crazy. <laughs> I don't know what to believe. We find out that there's an evil in their (sighs) land and that they're infighting, but they have a common enemy, essentially. Yeah, the Deadites. Yeah. They open the pit, they throw one guy in, and then we get just the requisite evil dead blood fountain. (laughs) It's a fucking geyser, and it is so rad. (laughs) And the buildup is so perfect, too, because you don't really hear anything. And then it's just like, <laughs> well, you don't hear anything, Blaine. And then everyone starts to lean in and we get like five lean in shots. Yeah. And then a slow <laughs> zoom in on the hole and then blood geyser. And I was like, oh, my God, is there like a blender down there? And no, it's just a lady who punches people in the face. So like when they reveal what is down there, I laughed again at the joke of the blender thing because I was like, how the fuck did that even happen? Oh, they were in the splash zone. <laughs> this is the only Evil Dead movie because there's blood geysers in every Evil Dead movie. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's a a trademark of the series. This is the only time that it hasn't been directed at Bruce Campbell. So it's the only time <laughs> he hasn't been like bathed in blood from the geyser. So people try to run away. Uh, they get a guy with a crossbow. And we cut back to Ash, who's up next. And he's trying to talk them out of throwing him in the pit. And he's trying to like, hey, I'm not even with these guys. And Henry, <laughs> the other Duke, is like, they're not going to listen to you. Like, don't even worry yeah. about it. Because he goes to Henry. He's like, hey, you got to tell them I'm not with you. And Henry's like, they ain't going to believe me, bro. Yeah. yeah. He's right. Who cares? Yeah. So a girl throws a rock. Or <laughs> Sheila. Rather, Sheila throws a rock, which means he gets super stoned and stumbled into the pit. So. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. You're welcome. I had to get there before Mikey did. Uh, So (laughs) Nobody gets there before Mikey does. (laughs) He stumbles into the pit, and then in the pit, a hand comes out of the water, seemingly human, but we know it's a deadite because we have seen two of these movies before. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not falling for that again. Nope. Uh, And she pops out, and my favorite is that she starts punching him. Like, it's literally a punch fight. (laughs) Yeah. It's like like the fight in They Live where she's just throwing haymakers and you're like, it's a very modern fight for a, a like a mid-century deadite or whatever Mi- medieval deadite yeah. medieval yes the medieval yes. dead <laughs> that, that was one of many titles that have been attached to this movie when screening overseas that does not surprise me medieval dead yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she does a series of back handsprings <laughs> it's so cool very impressive yeah <laughs> so great and he fights back so they see that ash is kind of getting away in the pit so lord arthur calls for the spikes yeah well he, they see that he's beating the dead-eyed woman's ass yes and they want him to die at this point because they don't know that he's their you know savior right 
except the one wise man with his chainsaw does. And he says, which is my favorite, make way, strange one. And then just <laughs> tosses the chainsaw. The reuniting where yes. he jumps up <laughs> yeah. and it just perfectly clicks in. Yeah. And then his landing pose, <laughs> so badass. It was very like Dragon Ball Z-esque, which I was yeah. here for. <laughs> uh, so he manages to pin the Deadite against the spikes just long enough to reattach his chainsaw midair. He then decapitates the Deadite, uh, but the spikes are still coming. So he's trying to figure out how to get rid of the spikes or at least get away from the spikes and another deadite pops out <laughs> this one has not uh, does not have an opposable face it's like a party city mask <laughs> yes <laughs> of which there are many in this movie <laughs> yes because there's a ton of fun facts i'll pepper some in along the way there was only supposed to be one deadite in the pit and uh, okay. in production when they were building out deadite costumes saw both options and liked both <laughs> so they referred to one as pit bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh, god and and i believe it is the second one there was some debate about which one it is uh, i think it's the second one uh, but as he's fighting the second one he slices the hand off and it flies up and shuts a guy's mouth up on the yes, surface yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the i think it's the old lady that like something sums of all or like yeah. is eating bread and being all shitty. Yeah, the one who like came over from Princess Bride to be like, boo! Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or it could be there's a there's a character uh, who is one of the soldiers and really only exists to just say one-liners in scenes. They don't do anything else. And that character's name is Gold Tooth because they've got one giant gold tooth out front so he grabs onto the chain that is pulling the spikes closer and latches his belt onto it to pull him up out of the pit but the deadite is still grabbing his foot so he's kicking it in the face manages to pull his legs out just in time for the spikes to shut so i have a question here sure. why did he take his belt off to wrap it around the chain because when he does that he just grabs the chain with the belt if i had to take a guess i think they wanted it to look indiana jonesy and stuff like that yeah. but like practically speaking his hands would be wet and yeah. holding onto a metal chain like when he's holding on he's got a little bit more grip because he's got his belt in his hand it's, it's also wrapped around his hand so even if he like is pulled it's not pulling directly on his grip it's right. basically it'll dislocate his shoulder essentially Todd save your questions for the end of the movie please <laughs> <laughs> just shut up and don't question Bruce Campbell <laughs> Todd just turns and he's like does he get out of the pit and we're like shut up Todd just watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start just texting you during the movie with these questions oh, god so he gets out and he he tells uh, i believe it's lord arthur who's standing on the ed edge of the pit hey your shoelace is untied and when he <laughs> looks down which by the way he has no reason to look down they did not have shoelaces necessarily or at least they didn't have this prank but he's wearing like chain mail like he he has like metal plates <laughs> over like where your shoelaces would be even if they do have them in this time period Right. Uh, anyway, so he looks down and Bruce Campbell just punches him. Yeah. And so then cool. it's just like, who wants them? Who's up next? 
And he then lets Henry and the rest of the soldiers go. And uh, they laugh in people's faces as they run off, which I do think is very funny. Because the one guy playing Henry is literally like, ha, 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 like directly into a guy's face. <laughs> yeah. He grabs yeah. by the cheeks. Yeah, he's, he's even like, holding hey! his face. Yeah, absolutely. So good. And they call for the sword boy to try <laughs> and give a sword to Lord Arthur to then kill Ash. I do love that he puts his foot up on the sword boy and draws the sword as he's kicking him away. <laughs> but not only that, the guy like recoils yeah. and then he stands up and just runs away like he's so lowly. <laughs> Dude, the physical comedy in this movie fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But before he can stab Ash, there is a shot the sword breaks and we reveal Ash holding his boomstick. S-Mart's top of the line from the sporting goods department. Which we have not seen him have this entire yeah, no, movie. Yeah, no, this entire time. So, like, no. he did not have it. Where did it come from? In the director's cut, if I remember correctly, there it is a slightly longer sequence where he grabs it. Like, somebody has it. They took it off him when they imprisoned him. Yeah, I figure they took his weapons, right? And he manages to grab it back, yeah. You see, Todd, Yorkshire is a concealed carry stick. <laughs> so this is the first place where we get shop smart shop s smart you got that you got that <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what this s smart is but we fear it <laughs> so he fires at the deadite who has climbed out of the pit basically knocking it back defeating it yes and now he's like let's talk about how i get home yeah it's after that that post orgasmic like <gasps> Yeah. He's just like, yes. he makes the shot and he's just like, I'm badass. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, we cut to uh, a scene of women feeding him grapes and turkey legs while he like <laughs> lounges on a throne. And Lord Arthur is not amused. But this is where Sheila comes back in and is like, I'm so, so sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you were one of Henry's men. I shouldn't have thrown rocks at you. But this is also where we find out that he has to quest for the Necronomicon. And as they're explaining this to him, one of the old women pouring a bath for him kind of off screen yeah. starts pouring that water on the floor because she has turned into a deadite. But Paige, you missed the, one of the best lines, which is first you want to kill me. Now you want to kiss me. I literally yes. had to bring it up. Yeah, I love that so much. Been there. Which, like, when he says blow, I think that that's in, like, the old, like, 50s term, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for yeah, bugger yeah. off, you know? Well, I think later when she comes to him in what is essentially, like, the blacksmith's area, he's so mean to her and then just immediately flips it. And I feel like... What's wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I can understand him being mean to her, but the way he treats her immediately after when he's just like, nah, I'm going to make out with her anyway yeah. is bonkers. <laughs> It's a weird character moment. It is oof. For everyone. Everybody. Yeah. All right, so Deadite Lady. Deadite Lady, they kind of fight with her. He shoots her a couple times. She pretends to play dead, which is a thing that has happened a little bit in Evil Dead previously. It's huge in Ash versus Evil Dead. Like every single Deadite, you're going to have to kill them like four times. It's just like, <laughs> it's the way it goes. I do love that he walks over there and he's like, hey, they're not actually dead. Get the axe. Yeah. Right. So she pops up again as they're getting the axe. Yeah. They shoot the cauldron. And then he just says, Yoshi, bitch, let's go. <laughs> well, Yoshi, bitch, cocks the gun and then let's go. Yeah. 
uh, shoots her multiple times with the shotgun, including specifically one over the shoulder. Yeah, like a badass. Well, specifically like Sarah Connor in Terminator 2. Oh. Which had come out five years before this. <laughs> oh, damn. That was when he does the thing where he goes... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But the, the cock and fire over the shoulder is from T2. Wait, what year did this come out? 93. 96. 93. Really? Okay, there's only two it. years. Yeah. So it came out basically the same year, which makes even more sense because they would have been production at around the same time uh, with some overlap of who's working on what. And that'll come into play with the alternate ending later. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So she finally collapses dead. They basically are like, hey, yo, uh, we're going to see a lot more of that uh, because if the Deadites win, that's what's going to happen. They're going to kill all of us. So will you now go get the book? So he agrees, picks out armor. He's hanging out with the blacksmith to basically create a new hand. So he's got the new robot hand with the like interchangeable socket which is something that continues on through evil dead after this but this is the first time we see him with like an interchangeable hand thing and this is the first time we get groovy as he attaches the hand yeah i like yeah. that he with with medieval technology is able to make a oh, so stupid. fully operational <laughs> prosthetic arm something that we just figured out like three years ago oh, right yeah. right <laughs> and it's like okay at best oh, and this yeah. guy yeah. crushes a, a gauntlet or a uh, like a cup chalice with it well i also love the shot of the hand open with the finger like the hydraulics of the fingers moving very mm. Uh, like I think it's beginning of Return of the Jedi, but then also T1, mm-hmm. where you see somebody with a robot hand like playing with the fingers. Is it is it implied because he has like textbooks? Is it implied that Ash is putting himself through school or something like that? Yes, but never explained, which I think is very funny because I have a list of everything that you see in that trunk. Oh, do you? For later? Oh, hell yeah, oh sweet. Well, I know one of them was a chemistry book and one of them was like a steam powered book. Yes. And there's a bunch of other very interesting things in that trunk. And even the stuff that we like that he like pulls out, like the chemistry stuff. There are some interesting fun facts about those books and a their placement, which I do find it's hilarious that like that car traveled through time and then hit to the point where it's almost destroyed and the trunk is still completely intact. Well, yeah. And they have to like jar it open. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a thing in Ash vs. Evil Dead where different things are in the trunk, and at one point the trunk is a portal to hell. Um, <laughs> of course it is. It's pretty funny. Is it, is it the same Oldsmobile in Ash vs. Evil Dead? Yes, and he's very devoted to it, and there's a, a part in one season where it looks like because it's the portal to hell, they're going to have to destroy it, and he is, like, broken up about it. <laughs> I think that would be great. a thing we could talk about in fun facts, but that car is very significant in to Sam Raimi. Uh, I actually don't have that, so... So if you have that, oh please. yeah, so like that, what is it? The Oldsmobile uh, Delta eighty eight. That is like Sam Raimi's family car, and he has put it in. I think every film, everything he's ever directed, it's in all three of the Evil Dead's. Wow. It's in really? fucking. It's in all of the Spider Man movies. Mm. Uh, I think it's in like even his most recent stuff, uh, like Dragon. Is Dragon Hell? Is that Sam Raimi? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's in everything, and they constantly destroy it, and somehow <laughs> it just keeps magically coming back. <laughs> in Evil Dead. Or in Ash versus the Evil Dead, they have destroyed that car multiple times. <laughs> and awesome. every time they do, there's like a, like a reverse cut to Bruce, just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I need to watch that. I'm surprised I haven't watched that. Yet. It's I think I'm only... so much fun. Sweet. I only watched some of the first season. Is it worth like sticking it out? Yes, because the first season is okay. I feel like the second and third season is where it gets a lot more of kind of Evil Dead lore, and Lucy Lawless becomes like a regular character oh. at oh, that cool. point. What? And okay. So, awesome. Yeah, she's a fucking badass. Yeah. You had me at Xena. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, Xena's <laughs> gonna come into this in fun facts too. <gasps> what? So, yeah. So Sheila comes in while he's adjusting his hand at the blacksmiths and uh, he literally is just like, were you raised in a barn? Shut the door. And then he like mumbles to himself. Oh yeah, of course she was raised in a barn. She's a fucking primitive. He's like calling everyone primitives as he's putting together his steampunk Luke Skywalker hand. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're going to go back in time, you better damn well know that I'm going to high road everyone there. <laughs> Mikey, you do that in our current timeline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much better would it be like 200 years ago? Imagine how bad people's feet would be, Mikey. Oh, God. <laughs> it seems like it seems fair because originally they were like torturing him to the brink yeah. of death. Like, I think he's kind of justified in being a shithead to them. But at a certain point, it, it is like towards Sheila. It's like, I, I don't know. I, it's It's weird. That part is weird. Now she does turn bad. But she comes back. It's fine. But I really love that the second she turns back to normal and is like available for a relationship. He's like, oh, I got to get back to my time now. Time travel. Yeah, I got to go. <laughs> so he's being terrible to her. Uh, and is basically like, what are you doing here anyway? And she's just like, um, well, I wish you well in battle and all my hopes and prayers go with you. And I made this for you. And he's like, good. I could use a horse blanket. Like, <laughs> but then she slaps the shit out of him and she actually yeah. hits him. It's not. Yeah, she does. This is going to sound terrible, but I love actual slaps in movies like where they don't fake it. That's awesome. Good for you guys. Yeah. Again, I think that that's a uh, Sam Raimi telling her like, She's going to really slap you in this and Bruce is just like, whatever, man. <laughs> I, got, I got chin for days. I won't even feel it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so um, she walks away and he chases after her. And as he kind of turns her, her hair just kind of tumbles down. Like, yes. clearly somebody like with a string or something pulled it. And he just says, give me some sugar, baby. And they end up making out. <laughs> end scene. Hey, I have a question. When you guys were watching this, did you also Google when did England get sugar? Because I, I wanted to know if she was just like, what the fuck is sugar? What is sugar? <laughs> but I looked it up. 11th century is when they got sugar. Although oh, it was considered really? a rare delicacy until 500 years later. Yeah, so is kissing me. <laughs> Mikey, you are not Bruce Campbell for the thousandth time. I'm sick of having to tell you this. His chin is way better than all of ours. Yeah, he has yeah. a neck. Um, it's true. <laughs> it's true. He does. Damn. Wait, so like they have Arthur and they have Henry and stuff like that. And they're all British sounding. Yeah. I, I, I know we're going to go off on a tangent here, but like, is it England? Is it King Arthur? Is it like, like, how did he teleport from yes. Indiana or wherever he was to <laughs> there? Like it was in the prophecy, Blaine. Well, it doesn't necessarily specify, but Ramey pulled a lot from a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court when writing this because mm. it's basically the same plot, just add deadites. This is going to be the second time I've brought up this Saturday morning cartoon, but it feels a lot like King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. My favorite is that you brought this up. No one knew what it was on yeah. the podcast. And then one listener was like, I too watched that cartoon. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, you one Dave. Listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I 
So we cut to the next day. They ride out on horseback to what very much looks like a California desert because it is a California <laughs> desert um, to a soundstage where the sec- where the cemetery that holds the Necronomicon awaits. Now, as they approach the cemetery, he does tell him specific words to say, the Klaatu Barata Niktu. And he's like, yeah, 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 I get it. I remember it. You don't have to. <laughs> this is such a Mikey move, too, because Mikey will, I'll be like, hey, Mikey, you got to be there at six o'clock. Don't be late. And he's like, yeah, I got it. Like, Mikey, six o'clock. And then at 6.03, he sends me a message today. Hey, where's the invite? <laughs> it's in your email. <laughs> Usually you email it out right before we record. I know, but we had a guest, so I wanted him to have it on his calendar before because I'm considerate. I-, I forgot that part. Mikey just grabbed the microphone <laughs> like a, like this was a wrestling match was about to ensue. You listen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Mikey does. Yeah. Honestly, Blaine, he's being polite because you're here. Normally, I have to That's edit true. out him yelling at me so much. He's so... So mean. No. <laughs> I can't believe that. No, Mikey's so sweet. He's only been nothing but nice. To you, Blaine. And that's because you're the only one physically who could beat him up right now on this call. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where's my invite? You're going to fall down the stairs again, Todd. I'm like, like that at work, too. They're like, did you read that email? I'm like, oh. I wrote that dude. email, son. <laughs> of course I did. But like, if I didn't, what would it say? Like, I'm more of a verbal learner. Mikey's like, of course I read the email, but what do you think it means? Mikey definitely has like big answer a question with a question energy, you know? (laughs) I I quote the symptoms and I'm like, I'm here to lead, not to read. (laughs) So yeah, we're all on the same page and it's very much like the King Arthur and the Knights of Justice. Cool. Let's move on. Yeah. Never, never heard of it. It ran for two seasons from like 91 to 92. Did you watch that and Arthur together? You're such a dork. What is it? Knight King Arthur and the Heroes of Camelot? No. <laughs> King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, Blaine. Knights it's going to blow justice. your mind. It is about a football team that goes back in time to become the Knights of Justice or the Knights of the Round Table, but they can't say that, I think, because, I don't know, intellectual property. So, like, <laughs> they just changed it to the Knights of Justice. I don't think that's a. No, King Arthur's alive to this day and will sue you if you use the round table. I'm looking. This looks pretty fucking sick. Like, I can imagine you, buying the action figures because it's got like that same kind of appeal as Power Rangers yes. where there's yeah. like distinct colors for the different knights. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Thank you, Blaine. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, okay, back to this movie. So Ash rides into the forest uh, because he just wants to get the book and go home and his horse is scared and we get that same kind of evil spirit camera work through the woods. I have a question. Sure. Why couldn't they get the book? Did it explain that? You mean why couldn't the wise man go get the book himself? Or any of the knights or anything? Because only the penitent man can pass, Mikey. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. I have to kneel. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in Latin, Jehovah begins with an I. <laughs> I, I'm like, I thought I kept missing the plot. I was like, okay, so why didn't they try? They didn't even say like they tried to get it. They're like, we're not going to go get it. I don't know. They don't go into it, though. Also, I think the, the actual answer is uh, because they needed just Bruce Campbell to do solo Three Stooges yes. crazy comedy. Like, yes. Yeah. So... He, he rides through the woods being chased by the like the invisible deadite, if you want to think of it that way. The same thing from Evil Dead 2 that chases him through the woods. Well, it's before it, it, it like inhabits him and it becomes like evil right. Bruce Campbell. Right. Like that's the spirit 
that then eventually wreaks havoc the rest of the movie. But it, it before right. he takes it's before he takes a corporeal form. Right. Uh, he gets clotheslined by a tree and lands in a giant puddle. Right. Runs away on foot, falls down a hill, finds a windmill, which is very Don Quixote of him. But <laughs> goes inside, holds the door closed. And screams, and then it seems like it's over. Just like in Evil Dead 2, where it's like, attack, 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 and then it kind of, like, calms down. Yeah. Lulls you into a false sense of security. That's what it is. Plays dead. Uh, so he puts logs on the fire and sees a mirror of himself, but in a different position. So it's, like, not actually a mirror, clearly. Uh, so he breaks it, and he sees in the shards multiple little Bruce Campbells, and they all climb out of the shards and attack him, prompting him to throw a fork at one of them and, <laughs> like, pin it to a table. After they, like, stab his ass with the fork, but, like... Oh, yeah, they get him first, for sure, yeah. And they, they tie him down, too. Oh, yeah, it's very Gulliver's Travels, yeah. Gulliver's. And while he's tied down, one of himself jumps inside his mouth. Right. Well, that's after they they trick him into like tripping against the hearth yeah. of like the fire he set and his face sizzles and then he, he uses oh. <laughs> the shovel from the fireplace kid to like yeah. scrape his face off like a spatula. Oh, I forgot about that. Holy shit. This movie so is so fucking, fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they do jump into his mouth. Yeah. And he gets up. He tries to make himself throw up, ends up pouring boiling water down his throat. How do you like that hot chocolate? <laughs> Which makes no sense. It's just straight up water. Yep. His shoulder itches and he kind of pulls his shirt back and you can see that there's an eye growing out of his shoulder. Oh, man. That was like the best anything ever looked in this movie is that eye. Yeah. Is yeah. that eye. <laughs> Uh, he runs outside because it's now grown into like a second head and he's like fighting his head twin. Yeah. <laughs> the shot against the moon where they both just howl and yeah. then <laughs> punches the other one in the head. Um, but eventually they split into two and he's like, what are you? And this is where we get, I'm bad Ash and you're good Ash. And he kind of taunts him by saying he's a goody two shoes. And he points the shotgun at his face, like literally up his nose and fires. And then just says, good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Oh, I fucking love that line. That, that to me <laughs> is like a Clint Eastwood line from like the seventies. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. Uh, but he drags him back to the windmill where he chainsaws <laughs> him into pieces and then yeah. digs a hole, buries his body parts. And as he's burying him, the head is <laughs> separated from the rest. Sorry, I'm laughing because the line. I love that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll die in a graveyard before you get it. And then he just says, what's that you got on your face? And then shovels dirt <laughs> over it. <laughs> Again, I 100% believe... <laughs> It was built around 15 one-liners, like the script was. It does seem that way, uh, but he buries him and he puts a cross over the grave, which is very, very important. Crosses become a huge deal in Ash versus Evil Dead as well, where after you kill a deadite, you have to bury it. Yeah. It's, it's like a thing for a while. Hmm. But he gets to the stone slab at the top of the cemetery and as he passes, one of the skulls on the ground just like opens its mouth in like ah, a silent yeah. scream. It's like, ah. <laughs> uh, he gets to the slab and there's three Necronomicons there and he has to decide which one is which. So he opens one, which is basically a black hole and it pulls him inside, but then he claws his way back out. But then he's got the big, long, deformed face 
which he just shakes back to normal. Oh my god! Yeah, he shakes back to. I mean, but he shakes back like three times, and like it gets progressively better each time. Yeah, the yeah. chin. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. final one when he just goes like, "Whoa!" Such a weird cut. Uh, the other book bites him, and he kind of like flings it away, and then it flutters back to him like a bat, and it's yeah. like flying around him until he finally tosses it, and it lands back on the slab, yeah. and he just says, "I'll get back to you." <laughs> uh, but he finally gets to the last book. He tries to say the words, he can't remember them, and uh, he tries his best, and basically just does a Klaatu Barada. <laughs> grabs the book. We're good, right? Yeah. He's just like talking to nobody. We're good? He's just waiting for approval. If there's like thunder, that's the only thing he gets <laughs> yeah. back. He's just like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, so there is a thunderclap. There's like an immediate storm. Uh, and all of the headstones in the cemetery just get like shot out of the ground. <laughs> they become like rockets, yeah. like Boy Scout rockets, if you know what I'm talking about. Like those things you shoot off as kids. No, is that another show you watched? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called October Sky Page. Look at that! <laughs> <laughs> Something about the uh, we kind of skipped over, but before the tombstones started flying out like rockets, I love that shot where it's super wide, him up on the mountain, echoing voice, and he's like Lato Verata, and then he goes into the close up, and then he's like, yeah. oh fuck, I forgot the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Necktie, Nico. Yeah. It's an N word. So as he's trying to run out of the graveyard, as all of the stones are like projecting out of the ground, back at the castle, they're like, something is wrong. <laughs> Lightning seems to be hitting us at an alarming rate, and there are much taller things around us. So we cut back to the graveyard, and he's trying to run out, and skeleton hands come out of the ground to try and hold him down. And they get him to the ground, and they start fish-hooking him, like one side, the other side, both sides. And then a group of hands literally do the Three Stooges like I yes. poke yeah it's amazing I remember like just rolling as a kid like I could watch that <laughs> scene like eight times and it would still just like cry laughing I'm a huge fan of this movie guys I just like when they stick the whole hand in his mouth yeah, oh, yeah. Fist, like fists his mouth it's real. Which normally you got to like make sure that's cool before you do all that. Yeah. He's got a boner. <laughs> a, a, mouth, a mouth boner. He ends up pulling it out. Uh, he runs out of the cemetery to his horse. And I love that as he runs away, there's it's just like a plot in the cemetery of just like puppet hands. <laughs> just yeah. a bunch of hands that are still like jazz handing as he runs away. <laughs> so goofy. But. As he gets on his horse, he's like, well, I did my part. I want to go back home. So peace out. The best part, like I like I cry every time it happens is when he's going back to the castle and they're cheering for him because he's got the book and they're like, yeah, yeah. It's just this like tracking shot of Bruce Campbell going to the watering well or whatever. And yeah. one guy's like giving a pat on the back. He's like, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> it, does, it does escalate from like a hero's return home. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. To get the fuck out of my face <laughs> in like three seconds. He goes from, yeah, yeah, no problem. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mikey at meetups about 10 minutes after they start. 
I got nervous. <laughs> Mikey does not pay attention to like numbers, so he has no idea mm. of the reach of the podcast. And when we had a meetup and like a lot of people showed up, he was like, "Oh my god, I what was not expecting this." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it do. was so adorable. I took a date. It was like our third date. Aww. I was like, "She's never gonna talk to me again." <laughs> and now she's kicking you out of your bed. <laughs> I've really made it. <laughs> she was like. You're in the middle of the bed. And I was like, this is my spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's my bed. Yeah. She's like, you have so much space over there. I was like, I never go to the edge of the bed. She's like, there's another person in this bed. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want that person to remain, you will move over. <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty much what happened. Now try having that conversation with two adorable Dotsons. They do not care. They don't speak mm. English. They don't. And they are small dogs. Like the heaviest one is like 12 pounds. And they will sleep sideways on their back with their paws stretched out and like push me out of my own bed. Yeah. That's Dutch says it as well. Yeah. <laughs> Such a dickhead. But yeah, you love him so but much. But you love, I can't not love the pups, man. No, you got to have them in the bed. Yeah. My girlfriend is like, she kind of just like dies for about eight hours, does not move into muscle, just go like this position she falls asleep in is the position she remains in until she wakes up. But she's like a space heater. She's just like <laughs> radiating. She's heat. putting out BTUs. See, and you're just like, get the fuck away from me. You're so warm. <laughs> not hot. You are hot, but you are warm right now. <laughs> you're also That's very a different warm. thing. Yeah. Jake sleeps extremely hot. Yeah, he does. I bet he does. Yeah. yeah thank you. Uh, <laughs> Can't wait to come visit that heat. <laughs> Should I be worried, Todd? Paige, yes. I have been very vocal about my thirst for your husband. If you guys want to know what it's like to sleep with me, let me tell you about it. Mikey, I'd rather you didn't. Every morning I wake up and I turn to you and I say, hey, did I snore last night? And, and you're like, I didn't sleep a wink. <laughs> and they're like, no. And I'm like, ah, sweet. But I still didn't sleep. I was like, okay, well, I got to go. Uh, so as he's coming back to the castle, Bad Ash rises again, busted face and all. And he is clearly about to marshal the army of the Deadites. Yes. So Ash is back at the castle. Get the fuck out of his face. Tosses <laughs> the book to the wise men. Is just like, okay, send me back. Yeah. And they're like, great, you spoke the words, right? And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah, basically, uh huh, like kind of, uh, sort of like that. And they're like, oh no, uh, that'll wake the army of the dead. So you gotta like stay and help us. And he's like, mm, do I though? Like that wasn't the deal. <laughs> and they're like, well, okay, technically no, fine, we'll send you back. But like, it's gonna be shitty. If you go like that's not great. Yeah, it's, it is a real dick move. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry you won't make it to the old age of 42. <laughs> <laughs> but even Lord Mullet is like really laying it on thick. Yeah, Lord <laughs> Mullet is. He looks like he walked out of Spinal Tap. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> it's Accurate. pretty great. But Sheila comes up to him and is like, "I still believe you'll help us." And he's like, "No." no. And she's like, "What about the things we share?" And he just goes. Pillow talk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't been there in that conversation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you said you would murder my husband. Wait, what was the movie that we had where we suspected that somebody had an agreement to murder somebody's husband? Oh, that was on Romancing the Pod. Stardust. That was, oh, okay. It was Stardust. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. But it wasn't her husband. It was the witch. Yeah. That's right. It was the witch. So as they're having this conversation, a sky demon 
shows up and basically snatches Sheila. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and even though literally he was about to hit it and quit it, apparently it makes him feel some kind of way. And so he, like, runs up to try and stab it with a sword, but it flies away. Yeah. And now he's going to help them. Yeah. You can't let your side slam piece have that kind of death, right? <laughs> side slam piece. That implies that you have both a side piece, but then a side piece of that side piece. That's your side slam piece. I mean, this is his 1300s slam piece. He's going back to his timeline. I mean, she's probably going to die in childbirth even if he knocks her up. So, like, oh my God. safe. I like all the skeleton stuff because they're just skeletons, but all, they're like... They're talking like pirates or whatever. (laughs) So like they unearth a skeleton. He's like, welcome back to the land of the living. Now bring him a shovel. (laughs) It's just like, they're all just so mean. I I love that. So because we cut back to the cemetery and it's all of the the skeletons digging each other up. And the guy that they say, welcome to the land of the living. He sits up and just opens his mouth and coughs dust. (laughs) (laughs) This is also where we see they bring Sheila and they've also kidnapped other girls because we see a couple other girls there, but then they never show up again. Was that a cut scene? Because they're like, we have plans for you and then nothing comes of that. I suspect they were stolen from the other kingdoms, but I think that is an extended scene where there there was more than one sky demon. I think uh, that makes sense. But I mean, also, like, sometimes you got plans for somebody that just don't work out. It's fine. You just move on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It yeah. happens. Todd, wh- Todd, why are you crying so much? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always the one who they never come back to. Oh, <laughs> we'll let you hang with the skeleton army someday. Nice. <laughs> but so they bring Sheila to Bad Ash, who literally says, Give me some sugar, baby. And then, like, mouth assaults her. Yeah. And it's not great. No, it's not. It's bad. But also, he's the villain. Yeah. And also, instead of thinking how bad it was, I was like, oh, he said the thing that Good Ash said earlier. And I just started (laughs) laughing about it. That was like fine for some reason because it made me laugh, which for the record, not fine. Wow. No, not fine. Uh, We cut back to the castle where a scout approaches to let them know that the army of the dead is two days ride from the castles and they have to decide whether they're going to flee or run and they decide or rather ash says i'm through running (laughs) this is the moment where he's done being scared of horror movie stuff i do love that like half the castle leaves and then lord mullet is like uh there's only like 60 of us we can't stay and fight I think there's like a decision that was being made and they're trying to like they're weighing their options and they're all going back and forth before Ash, I think, shoots a gun. Yes. But so Ted Raimi, Sam Raimi's brother, is the one that's like, yes. I'm afraid. He's like the, the <laughs> weeping yeah. like. The, he's got like a crazy fake beard, too. Yeah. They like, and he's multiple people in the crowd, which is even funnier because <laughs> they amazing. pan across him multiple times dressed as a couple different people. But yeah, the beard is nuts. He's he's the only other person other than Bruce Campbell who gets abused more on the sets of Sam Raimi films. Like, yep. he's like, he was always the guy that was in the costume during Evil Dead, like, one and two yep. that was just getting fucking dumped on and, like, <laughs> he got sick because they had, like, they put still, like, uh, uh, stagnant water on or some shit like that. Like, yeah, oh the, god, the costume it's it would tear because he was sweating so much because it was so hot. It was latex that it would fill with his own sweat, which would oh. cause tears in the costume. Oh. And they would just try to like baby powder him to like allow it to survive the shoot. There, there was one shot where he like in Evil Dead Two, I think he turns his head. Yes, and the latex there was a hole for I guess his ear or something, and you see sweat pour out yep. like it was oh. like a sonic drink. 
Yep. Gross. It's super gross. Although I feel like if I was directing like a movie like this, I would definitely torture my brothers in it. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 He's also, he gets to be a character in Ash vs. Evil Dead as well for a few episodes. Like he has his own arc and like a specific character that's pretty cool. That's great. That's cool. Yeah. So they decide that they're going to fight and they're going to try and get Henry, the people they were fighting in the beginning, to fight with them. And this is where we get the like, and you've got my axe and my bow, like, like as they go oh, through yeah, the crowd. The whole thing. I yeah, did but... love that. Yeah, I really want someone to take that scene and like splice in the Just Lord of the cut Rings. Just with yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But meanwhile, at the Army of Darkness, they have turned Sheila. She's now a deadite, and she has the great line of, "I may be bad, but I feel." Good. So we cut back to the castle. Yes. This is where they open the trunk and they've got shotgun shells, chemistry 101, and then a bunch of things I'll talk about in fun facts. Uh, Mm. But he uses the chemistry 101 to teach them how to make explosives. And then he teaches them spear fighting, which I'm like, that's not something he knows that we know. Holy (laughs) shit. That scene always bothered me. The ha, who, hi, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They do it once and then he goes, yeah. Like he like (laughs) taught him something. I love this part though, because it very much is like every, montage that you see in like those types Dude. of movies and I love that yeah. like when he's showing them how to make gunpowder or whatever the wise man's holding it above the flame and then he's like smacking his hand away and he moves the <laughs> and he candle. Just moves the candle. Yeah, I love yeah. that. But I also love the montage where they're like fighting with spears and stuff. Later when that comes back the deadites are like rushing towards them and then they do the whole bit of them like like ha hoo ha ya and then they start fighting. Yeah, right. they only land the last blow. Yeah, all that training yeah. sort of goes out the window immediately. It's so funny. I love but, it. But like that is that is one of the most overplayed tropes I oh, think yeah. in like cuz they didn't even they didn't even in, I rolled my eyes so hard when they did it in Mandalorian. Oh, when they trained the village or whatever. I was like, yeah, Gina oh. Carano was teaching with wooden spears and I was like, fucking hell, this is so stupid. I know they're armed with weapons like guns and stuff, but here's a spear. Well, yeah. Good luck. They have yeah. blasters, but you know, you have ha, ooh, spears. Hi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we cut to the deadites who are approaching and i just love that we have the like army band where we've got some of them blowing into bone flutes and then drumming on skulls it's so funny yeah they are literally like a civil war band leading their soldiers yeah it's amazing i wanted to confirm it but the the score for the movie is done by like i i can't remember what the composer is but i think (laughs) danny elfman did the march of the dead what and, uh, really? Danny Elfman actually does huge portions of the score of this movie, and ends up marrying the woman who was recast to play Linda in this movie. Whoa! Oh, yeah, what? who originally was in a lot more of the movie, but it gets cut. Uh, like a lot of her sections get cut, and so what? yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she did okay marrying Danny Elfman. Wait, that oh, that was yeah. Bridget fucking Fonda, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Danny Elfman's got that Oingo Boingo money, Mikey. They're doing fine. <laughs> Oingo Boingo money. <laughs> that was the band oh. he was in before he started doing, you know, movie scores. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not where the money comes no, from. No, I know. But yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> so. As they're walking, we get to hear some of the skeletons like shout war cries. And one of them, and it again, it's just a skeleton mouth moving yeah. with like ADR. And one of them is just, I'll rip his balls off. <laughs> so great. They position themselves on two different fronts around the castle. And they say a quote 
uh, cry havoc and release the dogs of war, which is actually a famous quote that I will cover in fun facts. It's from mm. Shakespeare, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you got Shakespeare skeletons in this movie. The best part of that is when the, they, like right when they say that, the bad Bruce and the skeleton like number two are riding away on separate yeah. horses and the skeleton is fully just like a skeleton and it's shaking <laughs> like mannequin from mannequin when it's <laughs> like on the back on of the, 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 the yeah, back of the motorcycle. The back of the motorcycle. Yeah. It was so funny. If you watch it, you're like, that is so bad. It's amazing. That is awful. Yeah, yeah, it's so great though. I love like, it. Like if I had directed that scene and I saw that, I'd be like, mm, okay, learned a lot. Let's take it back. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> hey, how can we tie that skeleton down so it doesn't flop about like a yeah. codfish? Yeah. Just, <laughs> did, we, did we use duct tape? So meanwhile, uh, the same kid that was the sword boy is now torch boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just caught that. Yeah, it was torch boy. <laughs> uh, so they light their new exploding arrows that Ash has helped them make, and they like hold. I love that so much. And they release hell, fire all the arrows, and then they fire catapults at the deadites on the south side. So like they're both sides of the castle. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite is it looks like they're beating them because they've lit a ton of them on fire. A bunch of them are exploding. And Bruce Campbell just turns to Lord Arthur and just like claps him on the shoulder, just like, yeah. And Lord <laughs> Arthur's like, like, why'd you hit me? And then Bruce Campbell's just like, sorry, bro. Yeah, all right. <laughs> um, so the skeletons are trying to burst through the gates and they're dropping large rocks on them from the wall. But my favorite is as they're trying to ram through the gates, the skeletons are like, put your backbones into it. <laughs> There's so many dumb skeleton bone and bone puns. puns yeah. So many. It's like Mikey did punch up for the scripts. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. He could not come up with that many puns as we know from our bread puns. Um, what are you guys talking about? My punny bone is very good. <laughs> Honestly, the only Achilles heel you have is bread. That was an off day for me. That was so funny, dude. The uh, My Best Friend's Wedding episode is wild on Romance in the Pod. He didn't rise to the occasion. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. so bad, Blaine. There's like dead air in the middle of the episode. I'll be like, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, ooh. ooh. But Blaine, it became its own bit, which made it funny. Like, the fact that <laughs> yeah. he was failing so hard became funnier than any of the bread puns that, I'll be honest with you, Paige and I were crushing. <laughs> we had like three or four bread puns for every one that Mikey failed. It was pretty great. And you could just see his brain churning so hard. <laughs> it was so funny. And then eventually he did Google some bread and then mispronounce it. <laughs> so Bad Ash lets out a war cry, which, fun fact, it's the same one that Xena Warrior Princess does. <gasps> no shit. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. On purpose, because Sam Raimi would go on to work on Xena Warrior Princess. So it's like referential. So they breach the castle walls. They do their spear dance to try and protect the book. I love it so much. It's <laughs> not really working. <laughs> so Ash grabs what I call the Doom Mobile, but it's basically <laughs> just that Oldsmobile with spikes on it. Yeah, it's, it's the Oldsmobile truck executioner thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Mad Max riding into the castle. Um, <laughs> well, he's riding out of it. Like he's. They yeah. had it like hidden in the garage of the castle, whatever. And he like crashes yeah. through it and starts just mowing the skeletons down. It's, it's really cool. Great. And then and then there's a couple of shots though where it's like they you could see they 
play skeletons to hold still. Yeah. And then it's just like they just took shots of the, you know, the propeller hitting it. And it's just yep. like this movie, this movie's bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> I love it. But it is bad. It's just an awesome kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The car hits a ramp and as it's kind of coming down, Sheila is in the middle of the courtyard looking like Sheila. She doesn't look like evil deadite Sheila. And so he kind of breaks on that ramp, which flips the car. He jumps out. The car crashes and explodes and kills the other night that was on that car with him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of like uh, Kyle Reese in the car in the future in Terminator, where we talked about that. He definitely killed that gunner. Oh, yeah. He yeah. definitely yeah. did yeah. kill that guy. His yeah. spine yeah. was just already like a Ooh. crumpled mess. Yeah. <laughs> Again, though, that's like the coolest shot in the movie when the car is exploding in the background. She's just like holding yeah. that pose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So rad. He lands and now it's evil Sheila and he kind of kicks her into the pit and we don't see her for a couple seconds, but he's then fighting off deadites in the courtyard. And this is where they're clearly just throwing skeletons at yes. him so for him stupid. to chop them away. I love Breaks he, one over his yes, knee. Exactly. Yes, that was so funny. I loved it. Because They like spiral him a skeleton. He catches it and then just like banes it over his knee. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. But he does it. Like, because it's Bruce Campbell and he commits 100%. He does it with, like, full force when it's clearly just, like, a plastic, like, spirit Halloween skeleton. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, ah! Like, if you drive by my house this Halloween, I'll have that same skeleton in my front yard. Like, it's that kind <laughs> of skeleton, yeah. Duke Henry and his men come to kind of save the day and turn the tide of the battle. To me, this is, like, just the Battle of Helm's Deep, and that's when Gandalf shows up in the Battle of Helm's Deep, right? Yeah. So they just, like, ride in and, like, win the battle really quickly, yeah. Yeah. Why do you hate Gandalf? Who hates Gandalf? Hate Gandalf? It sounds like he's like, oh, just rides in and wins the battle roll real quick. No, Gandalf's badass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, there's like it was like a passive aggressive Gandalf thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah Gandalf, <laughs> fuck you. Gandalf. Why wouldn't you tell him to ride the Eagles at the beginning of Fellowship? <laughs> you idiot. No, I love Gandalf. So he's fighting his way towards Bad Ash, who has now kind of made his way to the book. And Bad Ash knocks down a ladder and it's just laying on the ground next to him. He does not pick it up. No. He runs over and cuts a rope to like have that rope pull him up to the second story. And I'm like, you could have just picked the ladder up. <laughs> like, <that's, laughs> it was right there. I don't know. I love as he's like doing the mental calculus about can he cut that and ride it up with the, the, the offsetting yeah. counterweight to pull him up. There's like a skeleton that's like crawling up to him like, I'm going to stab you in the heel. And he's like, yeah. he's like saying something. And then it, he the, says... He, I'll cut your gizzard out. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then the counterweight like crushes him as he's going up the, uh, I guess, to the top of the parapet, which is well, where they're. And as it crushes him, he's like, oh, get away. <laughs> so cool. I bet the Foley work on this movie was so fun to do because yeah. all of that oh, stuff man. is done in post. And I bet that that was just so fun to do. <laughs> well, he runs right into Sheila, who is evil Sheila, yes. and is like, you found me beautiful once. And he's like, honey, you got real You got ugly. real ugly, <laughs> yeah. And then he spears her over the wall. Right. So uh, that, that always was confusing to me because of a later scene. Because yes. he just straight up stabs her in the stomach and she falls to her death. So, uh, right. But yeah, you yeah. see her later and she's fine. Like there's no, not even yeah, a stab yeah. wound in her dress. This is something that they kind of fix in Ash vs. Evil Dead where if somebody becomes a deadite and you hurt them as a deadite, they keep that wound when they come back. So like in, in Ash vs. Evil Dead, there's multiple times where like, 
someone they care about becomes a deadite and they have to shoot them to kill the deadite and it means that they have to kill the person that that person's mm. inhabited that's so, a bummer it's mm. a bummer but it becomes a story point so meanwhile bad ash approaches the book he gets a spear through the chest from good ash and then we get into a sword fight up and down stairs where they grab <laughs> additional swords. So at a it's certain great. point, they're both fighting with two. But in order for Badash to get the second sword, he grabs one from another Deadite and kicks him off the wall. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the cl- that's such a classic villain move. Like, right? Your your <laughs> minions are so disposable yeah. to you, and I feel like it always helps sell the bad guy so much better. It's just capitalism. Um, but he ends up losing both swords and uh, Ash grabs a torch, lights him on fire and then kicks him over the wall. And then he climbs back up over the wall as a skeleton. And he says, I got a bone to pick with you. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's a shot of uh, Bad Ash stabbing and you see the tip of the sword and you follow it down as right before Ash catches it. And I... I screamed. I love that shot so much. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, and he, he ends up like catching it with the metal hand and then just directing it so it like glances off. Right. Yeah. Onto what is clearly a dirt floor and then he stands up and it's a set floor on the castle. So yeah. like they clearly cut it from two different places. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So he punches the actual like bad ash skeleton and the head spins. Yeah, the stop motion does not look great. I mean, except that it looks fantastic. I don't know what you're talking about. The eyes rolling like slot machines. (laughs) So cool. So good. And in the process, he drops the torch, which then lights the fuse on one of the catapults. Right. So he and Bad Ash basically, he falls over the side. Bad Ash jumps down to taunt him to be like, I've got the book. And he grabs the book with a sword. He, like, knocks it out of his hands and grabs it. He doesn't knock it out of his hands. He cuts his hand off. Oh. Which I thought was great. Because when you see the Necronomicon, like, flying, you see... It's got the hand attached? Yeah, you see Evil Ash's hand still attached to it. Which I think is the same hand that he had cut off in the second one. So I thought it was like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, he cut off the Evil Guy's hand now. And then he uh, shoots him out with, you know, on the catapult. Yeah, he launches yeah. the catapult, which then explodes in midair, killing Bad Ash. Yeah. I just thought this moment was very artistic and worth pointing out. Yes, thank you. Yeah, no, I, it totally is. Yeah. I appreciate that. that, yeah. So, meanwhile, the skeletons retreat. Sheila is back to young, beautiful Sheila and miraculously does not have an abdomen wound. No, no, she's or fine. Or broken legs from falling three stories. <laughs> falling three stories. <laughs> and also, how'd she get out of the pit from earlier? Like, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. I, I don't think the pit was open. I think he threw her against the lid of the pit. Oh, okay. Mm. Maybe. But also, she was a deadite, so she could have gotten out of the pit. That's no fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But, meanwhile, Lord arthur and lord henry their factions are still kind of tense and then they come into the center and hug i love this because like it goes immediately from like them all in battle to once evil ash explodes from the catapult the next shot is them celebrating and you're like it would take a little bit longer for word to get around that the battle's over but no it's immediate and then they do hug and then you see them run over to where ash and sheila are and they start like hugging and like high-fiving and stuff it's very funny yeah uh so they hug and we cut to him meeting with the wise men which basically tell him that he has to drink this liquid and say the words and then he'll wake up in his own time so he kisses sheila goodbye rides off into the desert and we cut to 
S-Mart where yeah. he's basically telling the story to other people. Why did he have to go into the desert? All he had to do was drink that potion and go to That's sleep. That's what I thought. It's a cutscene. There's yeah. an explanation for it. Oh, there, is yeah, there? Okay. There is. I would just be like, oh, thank you. I'm going to bone down Sheila one more time and then, <laughs> you know, not have to wake up next to her in the morning. It's going to be great. Jeez. Uh, but also, yes. Because uh, <laughs> she probably has any manner of diseases that are, you know, going to claim her life early. So, But not like down there. I mean, she does now, for sure. She does, yeah. You, you think yeah, 1990s uh, yeah, STDs like, are not going to really mess Sheila up in the downstairs business? Because there's probably condoms in that trunk, but he wasn't saying anything about it. <laughs> yeah, of course not. He's like, those are water balloons. <laughs> it's the 1300s, which is the worst century to live in ever. Yeah. Ever, ever in history. Yeah, because yeah, of all the deadites. <laughs> the yeah, deadites exactly. and Clearly. and your sinia pestis. So she would have died from some sort of gerbil carrying a disease, you know, in a couple months. Mm. So we cut back to Smart. He's telling everyone the story from Housewares. Uh, and he's telling it to Ted Raimi, which I think is really fun. Ted Raimi, who we've seen in the movie in the 1300s. <laughs> Multiple like, yeah. times. As an, another person. We know that dude. <laughs> and he says, did you say the words right this time? And he just was like, basically. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean that I've nailed every syllable, but I like basically said it right. Calm down, yeah. idiot. And of course, immediately they get attacked by a deadite. Immediately. Well, he, he ends up pricing toasters. Oh, that's right. Sorry. And yeah. another female coworker, a different female coworker, not Linda, because Linda never returns and nobody asks questions about it. So I thought Linda died in the second one. She did, but he's back at S-Mart where they both worked. And everyone's like, so how was your vacation? Because they've just been on vacation this whole time. When she's like, hey, I like your story. I think it's cute. It's like, if I heard someone saying that story, I'd think they were fucking insane. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. his explanation for where his ex was. She died. Yeah. And he's saying he went back in time. But Blaine, what if you were trying to sleep with that person? <laughs> I don't think I would tell her that I was a time traveler that could have been a king or something. Blaine. She likes bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this S-Mart? Like, his girlfriend in the beginning of the movie is super hot. That was Bridget Fonda. She's super hot. And then it's Bruce Campbell. Like, it's like all of these really attractive people working well, at the S-Mart. Yeah. This girl at S-Mart will go on to play the fiance and wedding singer, the one who leaves him at the altar. <gasps> what? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Linda. The get out of my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up? Yes. No shit. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but as he's about to tell her, like, yeah, get on this sword downstairs, uh, an evil <laughs> deadite lady shows up and tries to throw a cash register at her. Yes. He reaches behind the counter, grabs another boomstick. Depends on your definition of boomstick. This is a, like, right. repeating it's rifle. It's a different rifle. Yeah. Yeah. So he says, I'm going to have to ask you to leave the store. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Like, Karen, you need to go. Uh, I have had to throw people out of a store, and it's about this contentious. So <laughs> <laughs> you should see Paige work a repeating rifle, guys. It is impressive. <laughs> you should see my five foot two ass tell an angry screaming man that he is embarrassing himself and should leave. <laughs> you tell me that every day. <laughs> Paige, that's how you end the Zoom call with us. Yeah. yeah. You're embarrassing yourself and you should leave. Okay, Paige. Have you considered leaving your bed so Alexa can get a good night's sleep? Damn. Mikey, I want you to know that Alexa reached out to me on Instagram in my DMs know. to let me know that she takes pills water first and that you're disgusting for not doing it. Blaine, 
help us out with this. Pills. Yeah. Water first or pill first? Thank yes, you. Yes, exactly. Thank you. You disgusting heathens. She also doesn't eat red meat, so whatever. That is where we differ. I do enjoy some red meat. <laughs> if you put the if you put the water in and then the pill, like the wa- the pill's gonna yes. fucking dissolve in Thank your you. mouth. Exactly. It's gonna taste worse. Yes. You guys, are, you guys are monsters. You guys don't hold it in your mouth. You like get water in your mouth, turn your head up, drop the pill, and then swallow at the same time. That's this dumb. is too many steps because now I'm yeah. having to worry about water coming out of my mouth because I'm trying to hold it instead mm-hmm, of just putting a mm-hmm. pill in like an adult and drinking and letting everything go down with the water. Right. You're flushing the toilet. You don't you don't flush and then shit hoping that you can make the flush. <laughs> yeah, Todd. I've never thought of taking a pill. That's the best could equate ever. to taking a <laughs> That's shit. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mouth isn't a toilet. I'm not going to judge those who uh, you know are into that. Uh, but. That is not true. That is not true at all. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just picturing somebody trying to make the flush. You know I'm going to do it later. <laughs> that may have been the most convincing argument for pill first, but I'm still, I'm still a water first all day. No, that's that's the perfect argument, and Todd, you're extra wrong, but also in a hilarious way. The worst part is, is that she brings it up out of the blue. Like I'm like, we're like doing something else, and she's like doing her thing on the other side of the couch, and she's like, "Hey, I just want you to know that I'm I'm water first. And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Oh is that why you God. keep bringing water bottles into the bedroom? What's going on? <laughs> oh, she's like, I reached out to Todd to show my support, and I was like, "Get out of my house." <laughs> and she was like, "Get out of your bed." Yeah. <laughs> is this why our toilets always? splattered with shit (laughs) (laughs) anyway so ash jumps on a cart grabs the shotgun shoots her multiple times finally jumps off a trampoline and then fires into the air she falls to the ground dead and he says in my own way i am king and then grabs his co-worker and says hail to the king baby and they kiss and presumably fill out hr paperwork afterwards yeah i mean that is a that is a report that's happening wait yep. wait wait for the kiss or for the murder it's a, you can't kill the undead yeah it's, all right it's at least an incident report yeah 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 and, and that's, that's the movie, the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, give me some final thoughts about Army of Darkness. It's great. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's by far my favorite Evil Dead movie. I, I somehow managed, like, this is like pre-internet. I managed to find Army of Darkness action figures when I was a kid. Oh, like, man. Huge fan. And, I, and for good reason. Like, it's yeah. still so fucking funny, too. Like, I think <laughs> of this movie as a comedy first and foremost. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. It very much is a comedy. And that's one of the reasons I love it so much. Like, it's too short. 88 minutes is too short. I can watch this for seven hours. <laughs> yep, we'll talk about it. Bruce Campbell is also left-handed. That's why the chainsaw was on his right. Yeah. Uh, and I remember telling him that at, at the book signing. I was like, oh, you're you're left-handed just like me. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. So, yeah. I don't know. He's like, where's your chainsaw, bitch? <laughs> yeah. I wore a blue polo because it kind of looked like his shirt in the movie. <laughs> I need to go find those pictures. They're really cute. I, I'm so fucking nervous. Oh, <laughs> send them and we'll put them up. I'll try. Is it your favorite Evil Dead? I mean, real discussion, no joke. No, absolutely. It is by far my favorite Evil Dead. I said it before. I'll say it again. I was talking to like the other people. My bad. That's I all. Think it's, I think it is the one that is the most rewatchable and the one that I enjoyed mm-hmm. the most. But in terms of horror movies, Evil Dead Two, hands down. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I'm Evil Dead Two. It barely edges this movie out for me. But this movie's so fun. I feel like if this wasn't an Evil Dead movie, I it would easily not work. yeah. 
I'm yeah. just glad that it exists because I respect Bruce Campbell so fucking much. I think he's like amazing at what he does, and I just feel like he always got like a bad lot, you know, in, in terms of his acting career. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad that he had a movie where he was like the guy, and it, it's a B movie and all that stuff, but it's still like fun as shit, and he is so cool in it. Yeah, he's amazing in it, and this is actually to not to jump the gun on fun facts. This is both his first and last studio film where he starred as the lead because Evil Dead 1 and 2 were independent. Oh. Wow, okay. I mean, do you want to just get into Fun Facts, Paige? Yeah, let's do it. Hit us with your Fun Facts. Evil Evil Dead Dead Fun Facts. Fun Facts. I never messed that up. What is happening? What are you saying, all of you? (laughs) I just mumble and then Todd edits it. Yeah. I edit it out. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't I, I, was there catchphrases when we did the Terminator episode yeah. or am I just now like no it's like a, their new thing where they're like oh they like do no, a special there thing totally for fun was. Facts. no if you listen to the podcast Mikey you would hear them I don't listen to podcasts he's on the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am the podcast <laughs> so you know what it's like to work with Mikey then is what you're saying Keep calm. <laughs> got nothing on me uh, you're not on the podcast with us I'm on the anyway so it's a challenge to see how close Todd and I can predict what the other one is going to say. Yeah. And we have a pretty good track record of nailing it. Yeah, I'd say about 60%. Yeah. I'd say about 60% of the time, it works all the time. All of the time. Yeah. Yeah, Blaine, I'm not involved in that bit or whatever. Well, maybe if you listen to the podcast, we can involve you in more. <laughs> and you would know what bits make it into the podcast. <laughs> Blaine, Mikey has gone on the record as saying that podcasts are a dying medium. And then messages me like twice a day like, hey, man, how long until we can go full time with this podcast stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's definitely an oversaturated medium, but that is very funny that he's like, fuck this. Hey, can I quit my job? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so fun facts. The original script for this movie was only 43 pages long. Oh, that does not surprise me at all. Uh, if you're wondering about typical studio length scripts, that's at least 60, but potentially 80 pages too short. So, uh, 43 very 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 short is it uh, just a lot of like and then they fight and then he yeah, does I think so yeah three stooges okay and then there's this one liner and this one liner i i think it's a lot of like he rides through the woods being chased by the spirits which takes like three or five minutes and if you're if you're a listener and you don't understand uh movie scripts and tv scripts too are often time is gauged per script page each page of a script ostensibly takes like a, a minute, minute yeah of screen time that's not always accurate especially when you're dealing with action films where you have an action sequence that you may be describing on one page that might take 15 to 20 minutes i think that's what's happening here too yeah so let's get into the different cuts of the movie so this movie is infamous for having four different versions really and each includes a completely different cut including some deleted extended scenes or scenes that were edited in a different order, or scenes that are in one cut that are in no other cuts. So what? the four cuts are the U.S. theatrical cut, which is what we watched today. Okay. The European theatrical cut, which is very difficult to obtain unless you have the, I think it's a Blu-ray set. The director's cut, which has become the fan favorite, but also is usually limited to that set. And then specifically a cut for US TV because there's not a lot of actual violence in this movie. He's killing skeletons, not people. And there's very little swearing. There's no sex. And so it was actually cut into a 90 minute version for TV 
the TV version and the director's cut version are said to include the most footage, but there are pieces that are in the TV version that are in no other version. Really? Which is interesting. But you can get a box set of all of them, uh, but only if you live in the U.S. or Germany. That's the only place that they were released that way. Okay. All three Evil Dead films, including this one, can seamlessly be cut together. It just requires that you cut the recaps out of each, uh, out of Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Yeah. You could then seamlessly cut them together. Uh, There are fan versions of this online if you want to watch Evil Dead cut together as one giant film. What does that clock in at? Like three and a half hours. That's bearable. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Hateful Eight, but good. Yeah. Mm, they cut most of the first movie, to be honest with yeah, you. It's it's sense. largely yeah. Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, but yeah, it comes in just a, a little over three hours. In the original draft, Bruce Campbell actually lost an eye. What? But they didn't. Oh. Yeah, they thought he wouldn't look as good with an eye patch, so they end up cutting it out. Yeah, I don't know. But in order to make sure that it looked like the chainsaw was always running, they had tobacco smoke that'd be pumped through a tube that went up his pant leg, up his shirt, and into the chainsaw, which is why any time his shirt is ripped, it's always ripped on the side that's not the chainsaw. Ah. The tube. So that they can hide that tube. Okay. There's also talk that he talked about like how it was like stained and it's just always like smelled and like, you know, yeah. he complained about that tobacco stuff all the time. Well, and if you'll notice, the shirt's stained with blood, but they're reusing the same shirt over and over again. And if you've ever worked with stage blood, you know that it dries stiff. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, at certain points in the movie, when that shirt is clearly soaked in stage blood, that would have felt like sandpaper, almost. (laughs) Like, wearing it and running around in it. Yeah, not like human blood. Uh, I mean, human blood would do the same, but stage blood... Well, and it depends on the kind you get. If you make your own, you can play with it but the stuff that you buy in bottles is usually mint i was was just making a joke (laughs) i got it i was like oh that's kind of scary (laughs) explain (laughs) as Paige lectures my joke down into oblivion you're welcome (laughs) try a bread pun see if you can get one in um there's nothing better than when you like try and make a joke but you get heismaned with facts and you're like oh okay so Bruce Campbell was actually pretty unhappy with the studio process that went into this film because they delay the release of the film to re-edit it and he doesn't like the ending cut. So he has actually stated multiple times that he feels like he wasted a year of his life waiting for the film to get released and recut into something that wasn't what they intended to begin with. Mm. So during the filming of that sword fight at the castle, he ends up actually getting sliced in the face but not not with a sword, but with the decorative pin that holds his cape. Oh, yeah. He like glanced his face down and it cut him during a stunt. So they had to take him to the ER to see a plastic surgeon to make sure it wasn't going to like scar impact the rest of the filming. Yeah. yeah. But he was still in makeup. And so the plastic surgeon didn't know what cuts were real and what weren't. So they had <laughs> oh, to like God. point out which one was the actual cut. The cuts do like the cuts that are on his face. They do look really good. They do. Let's talk about the Delta. So the Oldsmobile Delta 88 which is the one that is in uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead as well. Uh Uh, They shot it falling out of the sky 
twice because the first time they had a 25 ton crane lifting the car, but it had mechanical problems and it actually toppled over the edge of a small cliff into the <laughs> quarry where they were filming. Jesus. Oh, my uh, God. Thankfully, no one was injured because the crane operator jumped out of the crane as it was falling over the cliff and survived. <laughs> wow. A couple days later, they got a much bigger crane to both remove the damaged crane and then reshoot the car drop. <laughs> But in the final edit, they actually cut together the shoot from Evil Dead 2 and this one. Yeah. So in the trunk, you can also see uh, an issue of Fangoria specifically because of the way they reported on Evil Dead when it originally premiered. They were one of the only publications to really recognize it. Mm. Um, there's also a copy of Dark Horse Presents the fifth anniversary special, which was originally published in April of 1991. And that comic includes the very first installment of Frank Miller's Sin City. Oh. Additionally, when he opens the trunk and takes out two books, one is on steam power and the other's on chemistry. And the name shown as the author on the chemistry book was the father of the prop master. <laughs> oh, okay. Cute. Yeah. So Sam Raimi originally wanted to call the movie The Medieval Dead, which we kind of covered. Yeah. But Universal Pictures hated that. And so they defaulted to Army of Darkness, which was created by a man named Irvin Shapiro, who was an uncredited producer on the original Evil Dead and then the executive producer of Evil Dead 2. And he had kind of coined that phrase when they were thinking about sequels at the time but he had died two years before army of darkness was made uh, so it's kind of a little shout out yeah a little shout out yeah. and sam raimi then thought well what if we call it evil dead 3 army of darkness but the studio wanted the film to be completely independent of evil dead so it could stand on its own yeah so it yeah. could stand on its own so they just called it army of darkness um, but that just means that they had to go back and recap again. Yeah. In the UK, it's called Army of Darkness, The Medieval Dead. Nice. And then in Japan, it was released as Captain Supermarket. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking cool. <laughs> I love that. Dude. <laughs> Japan just gives right to the point on, on all other <laughs> yeah. titling and shit. So cool. So the actress who played Sheila... Uh, M. Beth Davidi, Davidits. It's probably Davidits, yeah. Probably Davidits. Uh, had such a tough time shooting the fight scenes and wearing the prosthetics to make her look evil that she almost quit acting. She had such a bad time. Wow. But wow, yeah. then she did like the festival circuit for, or the convention circuit. And basically, the only reason she like, kept acting is because fans of the film would come up and be like, I love this movie so much. And so she was like, oh, that's awesome. Okay, I guess it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, I know she has acted until recently because I know she was in Old, yeah. which just came out. Right. Oh, shit. Yeah, someone pointed it out on Twitter. I would never have known that. But yeah, apparently mm -hmm. she's in Old. Yep. S-Mart is a chain of grocery stores in Mexico. Oh, they actually exist? Yeah, they actually exist. Wow. During the scene where Ash is being pelted with rocks by those children, fake rocks were used but to get more realistic reactions out of Bruce Campbell and kind of as a prank, Sam Raimi replaced the rocks with potatoes for some of the oh, takes. God. So that girl has a sack of potatoes. <laughs> oh my God. She's hitting him with. I do love Sam Raimi's commitment to torturing Bruce Campbell. I feel like yeah. that is something you can only do with like someone who you really love, you know, and get away right. with it. That is like, by God, he yep. better be in the next Spider-Man movie too. Oh. Cause he had, he had, yeah. Three different roles in all the Spider-Man films from the yeah, Raimi era. Yeah. Uh, 
So most of this film was shot with multiple cameras simultaneously rolling on both wide and close-ups rather than shooting an establishing shot and then doing your close-ups. So because of this, the boom mic couldn't be as close as it needed to be. So they're wearing like wireless mics, like lavalier mics. Really? Most of this movie that they have to hide in costumes. So there's like extra pieces of like the chainsaw, which is where one of it was on the pull start for the chainsaw was where Bruce's mic was. And then other people had transmitters tucked into their armor and things like that. Yeah, it's pretty okay. interesting. That is really interesting. That doesn't seem like that crazy to me, though. I feel like lavs and booms, you yeah, know, not you use both. Today, not today, but the in the time. 90s. Like, yeah, there weren't sure. many wireless lavs in the 90s that were of decent sound quality. Like, you can, yeah. I mean, you can still get the same type of lobs that they had back then, and they sound like shit. Yeah. There's prob- probably a lot of ADR for this movie, too. I'd imagine so. A lot of those shoots outside, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, I mentioned the Xena Warrior Princess War Cry, and it's because Sam Raimi ends up working on it. But that's also part of why Lucy Lawless ends up in Ash vs. Evil Dead. So he basically finished this, ended up working on a couple small things, and then ends up on Xena Warrior Princess, and then brings Lucy Lawless back for Ash vs. Evil Dead, which is pretty fun. That's great. So the entire sequence where the evil Ash grows out of his shoulder, starting with an eye, is an homage to a Japanese movie called The Split from 1959. That whole sequence was pretty cool, though, when he literally like split out of himself to become both good and bad Ash. Mm-hmm. The words that Ash is supposed to say are supposedly an homage to The Day the Earth Stood Still from 1951. Um, but there's a slight variant in the way that he pronounces them in this movie that kind of changes it. It's still apparently intentional, so it's supposed to be a mispronunciation, but uh, that's what it's a reference to. Uh, The scene where he's thrown into the pit, I already talked about uh, that there was only supposed to be one, but that pit was made of a interior set that had a two foot deep pool and then cave walls that were built out of insulation foam. So if you've ever had to build cave walls for a set, that's usually how they do it. But that just means that- Spray paint over it. Yep. mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, same with the spikes for foam as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of uh, that kind of shit at Rooster Teeth, and they typically use, like, huge, huge chunks of styrofoam, Mm -hmm. and then they they carve it out. They sculpt out of it, yeah. Yeah. So, Tracy Lords was almost Sheila. She actually auditioned. Yes. I mean, not that I know who that is. I'm not saying anything. (laughs) So, uh, she doesn't get the role, but she does end up playing Bruce Campbell's wife in Sam Raimi's Hercules, The Legendary Journeys. So, like, she does kind of still end up getting the job in a way. Mm. Um, The guy who played Lord Arthur was sick with food poisoning during most of his scenes. (laughs) (laughs) Lord Mullet was sick the whole time? Yep. Nice, Mm -hmm. okay. Uh, The war cry that that skeleton yells, the cry havoc and let loose the dogs of war, is spoken by Mark Antony in Act 3, Scene 1, Line 237 of Julius Caesar. Now, Bill Mosley, who plays essentially Bad Ash once he's the Deadite captain. Yeah, once he has all the makeup on and stuff. Right. And Patricia Tallman, who played the Possessed Witch, end up starring together in Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead in 1990 (laughs) as Johnny and Barbara. That's amazing. Very cool. We already talked about Danny Elfman. Uh, When dubbed in French, instead of saying goody two-shoes, because that's not a French phrase it doesn't translate exactly right mm-hmm. uh so when dubbed he's saying un chanteur saint des garçons which means a sing a singing saint boy because there's 
there's no French word for goodie. So the, the nearest translation would be petite goodie du chasseur, which would be two good shoes. <laughs> so let's talk about the original ending. Okay. So the original ending Slider. has Ash drink too much of the potion that he's supposed to drink and sleep too long. And <gasps> so he wakes up. In the future? In post-apocalyptic England, <laughs> and it was deemed too depressing by test audiences, so Universal made them film an additional ending. However, it does stay in one of the director's cuts, and it is released simultaneously in different theaters. But as I mentioned, Ash vs. Evil Dead, the TV show, goes from the theatrical ending. Yeah. Include it. Yeah. The reason they had that ending is because they wanted to do Evil Dead 4 in which Ash is in the future, a post-apocalyptic future, where he leads a team of robots against the oh, Deadites. Oh, that's so fucking oh, cool, that'd be bro. so good. Ash versus the Terminator? Yeah, no, it acts Ash as with Ash the Terminator yeah, 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 yeah. versus the Deadites. Oh, my God. But due to Army of Darkness not performing as well at the box office as they wanted, and the fact that they disliked that ending and wanted to take it off the movie... Yeah. That mythical fourth Evil Dead movie dies. That ending's also, it's really funny too, because like it's kind of got this like stoner undertones because he, he slept yeah. in, you know? Yeah. But when he wakes up, he's got this big Giant bushy beard. beard. <laughs> it's, so, it's like he's father time waking up. Yeah. And it's and not just a regular bush, like not like Jake's beard, like past his belt. Oh, I like, love it. So like stupid. to the knee beard. Like he's just been asleep since the 1300s. Well, and he wakes up like on a rooftop with like London destroyed around him and Big Ben is in the background just kind of tilted. It canted to the side, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also cut the scene where he goes into the cave with his, with the Astro. Yes. And then he like blows up the cave wall to cave himself in to make his own little chamber. Right. And then he falls asleep in the car. Yep. That's one of the other things that got cut. So, because it wasn't just the ending that gets cut. Sam Raimi turns in his original cut, which came in at 96 minutes. Oh. And Universal trims it down to 81 and trims like whole scenes out, but then also cuts and shortens other scenes, which makes a movie that plays in feeders faster and moves more the audiences movie quicker. Yeah, but it's less coherent because there are sections like that where you're like, how did that happen? Where did how did he get from A to B? But his director's cut is his preferred version with that alternate ending because that would have then led to Evil Dead 4. So those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those amazing fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the budget for Army of Darkness was in 1993? I know, so I have to recuse well, myself. Well, then you are recused, my friend. Uh, Blaine or Mikey, do you want to take a guess? I'm going to say $8 million. Okay. I was going to say it's like in the tens, tens of millions, like, you know, 15 or 20, somewhere in there. So it actually was $11 million, which you, mm. if you adjust for inflation is up close to 21, it's 27 or 20.7 million dollars. And okay. it was released on February 19th. 1993 and it was beat by five other movies the first one of which was groundhog day uh number two was homeward bound the incredible journey it's classic mm. number three was summer's Bee. number four was the crying game and number five was aladdin and then of course number six was army of darkness what do you think it made in its opening weekend page if you're recuse yourself again yep 
All right, so Blaine and Mikey, what do you think it made? Opening weekend came in at number six. Eight million dollars. Opening weekend, I mean, five, three million, three, five million, somewhere in Your there. guesses, Blaine, are much closer than Mikey's. It was $4.4 million Ooh. in its opening weekend, which no. is about $8 million, $8.3 million if you adjust for inflation. It went on to make $11.5 million domestically and $10 million internationally for a total of... $21.5 million. And again, if, so it made its money yeah, back. Yeah, then. and if you adjust yeah. for inflation, that's about $40.6 million. Uh, and then it went on to make a lot of money in the home market, like your VHS, DVD, Blu ray, all that kind of stuff. So it eventually went on and made a lot of money. But I do understand it didn't make quite as much as the studio wanted it to make. So they didn't, yeah, they didn't it, continue with the franchise, which I sort of understand, but I'm disappointed by it. Yeah. It ends up making a ton of money on TV. Too, because this is pre-streaming. Yeah. I saw it on TV t- a ton. This movie mm. streams or streams airs on television quite a bit, so they make a lot of ad revenue out of it on TV. Yeah, absolutely. But that's your box office. I guess I'll do the scary scale next. Sure. Yeah. One. Yeah, it's I mean, one. yeah, it's gonna yeah, be a one, one. from everybody. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's a one. We'll just we're moving on. It's a one. Yeah, it's not a scary movie. Everyone should watch it, but it's not scary. Yeah, Evil Dead. I I stand by what I said though. Evil Dead Two is still one of the most disturbing films. Like. Oh god! From when you were a kid, you mean? Yeah, I guess I haven't. I, I should revisit it. I just remember like Evil Dead One and Two just like fucked me up, but I still loved them so much. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I felt so adult watching them because I was like, ah, oh, these are like scary, scary movies. Yeah, I felt adult yeah. when I watched Evil Dead Two for the first time last year. <laughs> 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 so this week, you guys made me watch Army of Darkness, and thank you so much for that. What are you guys making me watch next week? Okay, so I have to explain next week because we're doing something a little bit unorthodox for reasons. Okay. We had planned this a while back and COVID thwarted it now twice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Next month is Black Horror Month. Yeah. We did that specifically because Candyman is coming out and... If we want to have more black horror, which we do, we have to support the black horror that's out. So I wanted to do films around it so that we could all support it and go see it get super excited about and it. And also, everyone go see Candyman, yeah, right? Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, essentially, we were going to do a meetup around it, but then it seems like super not safe, and then also I got COVID in the middle of this. So, yeah. Candyman's going to be our last movie of the month, so it'll go next week, the week after listener request, request Candyman. then Candyman. So you guys have three weeks to go see Candyman. To safely go see Candyman. Yeah. So next week, we are doing Get Out. Finally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay, cool. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah, awesome. So get out for next week. So everyone, your homework for next week is to watch Get Out. And that's Jordan Peele's second movie yeah. or first movie? First. First. First, first yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry. He made Keanu before. That's I thought his first so. horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. But it's like his first in like the serious direction yes. where he's like, I am artiste. Uh, yes. Yeah. Keanu's great, but I feel like it's probably going to have different vibes than Get Out. It's pretty much the same. Okay, cool. Because I liked <laughs> Keanu. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing. Cookie cutter. All right, awesome. Well, Blaine, thank you so much for joining us today on our Army of Darkness episode. That was great. Yeah, it's a pleasure having you guys on my show as well. I appreciate uh, this this constant, uh, you know, you 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 scratch my back, I scratch your back, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. that doing. I, I I always have to mention this, but I've made so many friends over this pandemic, just like internet people that I probably wouldn't have networked with otherwise. Same, right. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys are some of my favorite people to work with. Oh, it's, thanks. It's yeah, always I was a treat. Well, I was yeah, super nervous being you. on your on Good Morning from Hell. I was like really nervous about it, dude. When I if you're hesitating listening to Good Morning from Hell, which is Blaine's podcast, Mikey yeah. and I are going to be on it sometime in September, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure when the release dates. It's it's yeah, it should be September. Uh, 
I'm not even lying. Like it is one of the best episodes. We just just <laughs> were just fucking rolling, and it was just such a comedy of errors. Like who's on first? But like, like it was like we scripted it. It was like really well done. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I so, really enjoyed. Page, we need to bring you back too. Yeah, you've I, only been on once. I've been on twice. Oh, that's right. You were the ring girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was the ring girl. Uh, I came on with Mondo as a, a cult leader, uh, and then I was the girl from the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Blaine, do you want to tell them where they can follow you on social media? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm I'm uh, hemorrhaging followers on Twitter because apparently they're purging fake accounts. But if you want to go there and uh, and tick me up a little bit, I'm B Gibbles. Yeah. Uh, B G I B B L E S, and then uh, I'm the underscore Blaine on Instagram. So give me a follow. Come come t- redirect your hatred towards Mikey. <laughs> and turn it into love for me. Honestly, you should. Everyone should follow Blaine at least on Instagram for the thirst traps alone. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't post that many thirst traps. Like, I got a girlfriend. They're not. I don't. They're not I, needed. About like six months ago, you were posting pretty pretty good thirst traps. Yeah. What? If you could go back to like history of stories from six months yeah, ago, you, Blaine, you can in the archives. You okay. Can. All right. Mikey knows where to find those thirst traps. Oh okay. Cool. I didn't, I didn't realize. <laughs> that, what, what we just heard is the sound of mass deletion. Like, <laughs> I was like, man, that Blaine guy, uh, he hates shirts. He hates <laughs> and thank God he does. <laughs> if you are also a cult podcast fan and a Blaine fan, you could watch Last Laugh when it comes out on September 8th. Yeah, I should probably plug that. Yeah, um, Yeah. that was a lot of fun. It's our second season of that show. Basically, the concept is uh, we try to... We get 12 people... And the last person standing is the person that didn't laugh. So we got to like make each other laugh without breaking ourselves. And it, it was a lot of fun. And I love working with Armando. He is very tall in person and he's yes. very cute. Mondo is amazing. He's one of my favorite people. And I would be out in 30 seconds in a room with Mondo in it. I just could not, <laughs> tough room, not laugh. He yeah. is so he fucking funny. He did very funny. good. Yeah. He did very I, good. That does not surprise yeah. me at all. I can't wait to watch it. I mean, he could walk up to me and just say, who are you going to trust? And I'd lose it. I'd, I'd have to leave immediately. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I had one, but my thing messed up. It definitely sounds like you didn't forget and are now just stalling to try and find one. So while you're doing that, let me help tell them how they can have their review read on the podcast. And that is to leave us a five star text review and have Mikey read it. We can have him read it like an Australian, like crocodile. Don't. <laughs> Uh, because we know he can't do that accent very well. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Mikey, who's you going to read this week? I got Lorini. All right. What does Lorini have to say? Ode to the Horror Virgin. Oh, is this going to be like a poem? It's like a poem or musical thing. I'm here to butcher it. Oh, okay. Excellent. Well, what does uh, what does Lorini have to say? Roses are red. Violets are blue. Okay. Very poem format. I got you. Okay. Is the podcast for you? Oh, I like the rhyme scheme. Pages, fun facts, amaze and amuse. Uh-huh. Mikey's bad jokes. Almost. Comedy abuse. (laughs) I do like how you're trying to downplay that. (laughs) Yeah. Todd is the virgin who laughs draws you in. In short, five stars with a horror virgin. Well, thank you so much. I do feel like they shoehorned in the laugh draws you in part so they could say horror virgin because if anybody has the laugh that draws you in, that's Mikey. We all know that Mikey's laugh is the best. <laughs> well, Lorene, thank you so much for the awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. 
So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the regular mm-hmm. feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. And literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's Twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode brought to you by Nick B. Fun fact about Nick B. He actually provided the skin for the Necronomicon. (laughs) Was it his own skin or did he just like acquire some skin? All four skin. Oh, (laughs) wow. I am regretting asking that question. (laughs) This episode also brought to you by Ori. And Ori's great. Uh, I got stuck in a previous timeline from, you know, let's just say a long, long time ago in days of yore. And Ori made me this potion to send me back to the future. Nice. There's no way to say back to the future without saying it like Doc. Back to the future! Marty! Marty! This episode also brought to you by Awesome Possum Blossom. And Awesome Possum Blossom wants me to give you some awesome possum facts. So here's one for you. Possums are able to withstand up to 80 rattlesnake bites or coral snake bites. That sounds like an actual fact. It is. The antidote for both coral snake and rattlesnakes are because of possums. Really? Yeah. That's a real fact. Yeah. You've already just wasted another fact. Oh, sorry. Thank you so much, Awesome Possum Blossom, for this awesome possum facts. Moving right along, this episode also brought to you by Brennan's Bug Business. And Brennan's Bug Business is actually called Bug Cage Company on Facebook. So if you have any need for some centipede, millipede, micropede, millipede, micropede? Those are things, no, right? No, micropede. Micropede. Micropede's are a thing? My bad. But if you have a peed that need some speed, reach out to Brandon at Bug Cage Company on Facebook and they will ship you some bugs. This is also brought to you by Tia. Oh, yeah. What's up with Tia? Uh, Tia just wants us to know that she listened to the podcast last week because her teenage daughter had cloned credit cards of elderly people. <laughs> what? And ordered a bunch of. To TVs. be fair, she got them off Twitch. <laughs> oh yeah. wow! Now I'm elderly people, Paige. I mean, we've seen your hair color. <laughs> You are oh. the oldest person on this podcast. That is true. That is true. Yeah. This episode also brought to you by the letter Jeff. And Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of the Jessica Jones Netflix TV show. And because they are now past those, they have gone into the Agent Carter series. So check out Kissing Jessica Jones, wherever your podcast are listened to. We now return right. you to another episode of uh, The Patreonicals. Patreonicals. So, uh... CNN Tower, big battle going on now. Uh, Dreskel throws Chippendale 
at Sasha, uh-huh. who slaps them away and they hit the wall and it was like really sad because they're still chipmunks. And uh, <laughs> but then Sasha turns to Eddie and she's like, "Can you talk to them?" And then Eddie's like, "Why are you being so weird?" Since the universe got reset, and that's like they're like this is like their new plot line of will they won't they? Oh wait, they haven't yet had the define the relationship conversation. Like, are <laughs> we doing evil together or are we like separate people doing evil around each other? <laughs> They're not evil right now. Oh, sorry. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Um, so then um, Dave uh, stabs Isaac in the foot with a knife. Okay. Isaac threw himself in to get everybody in last episode, I believe. We'll, we'll just go with it. <laughs> and uh, Isaac takes a chunk out of his side, like ribs and all, like jaws. And Dave Damn. falls over and dies. And Isaac's like, oh, it's so good. And then uh, <laughs> Scottsman has a thing, punches Isaac so hard he flies out of the tower. He lives because he's got the super strength of eating people, but he flies out of there. That's amazing. Uh, okay. Like, he uh-huh. just, like, falls, like, 100 floors and just walks away? Karun jumps into the tiny arms of Domasaurus to try to convince him to be good, and Domasaurus stumps off with him in his arms, like, really, but wants to hurt him but can't, and there's, like, a tear running down his face, and they <laughs> run off down the street, which is weird. Most evil Matthew is like, it's time to play Todd's voice on the air. Oh, no. And then... Todd shows up and he's like, <gasps> you gotta stop. Wait, I'm actually in the Patreonicals all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I heard you try to use my cancer voice. Woo! <laughs> Is that what I sound like? Yeah. <laughs> you mean just in the Patreonicals, not in regular life? Mm. Wait, wait, let me, let me say that again. You mean like in the Patreonicals, not like regular life? <laughs> yeah. <that's> a- <laughs> what you guys don't know out there on the episode is that I actually tone it down when I'm on the podcast. Like in real life, I'm much, much worse in real life. Yeah. But then uh, the moon people are like super mad at you for some reason. I think it's the anyway, they uh, they beat you up. The moon people hate you. It's just like ingrained in their blood. And I don't even. Yeah. Danielle uh, and Aaron have a rage overcome them. And they just start beating you down on, and seen in tower. It's like separate from what's going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So separate from the storyline, I'm getting beat to death mm-hmm. by aliens. Great. I definitely feel like I'm being punished for Mikey's uh, hatred of me in this episode. I don't know what you're talking about. So Kaylee, <laughs> Kaylee goes uh, to, to transmit Todd's voice, but Kate had outsmarted them all and went outside and twisted the antenna into a figure eight and stopped it. And okay. then most evil Matthew was like, oh, you're the worst. I'm going to get you guys next time. And then uh, that's the end of the episode. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, what did I do to offend Mikey so much that he has to beat me to death off camera by aliens? Is it because Alexa is a water first person? Find out yes. next week on another episode of uh, The Patreonicals. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at the toilet example we got earlier. Oh, it's too perfect. Pardon the pun, but that shit was hilarious. <laughs> Paige, close it down. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. No, Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ookie spooky. Have yeah. a great week. Bye. Give me some sugar, podcast. <laughs> Nerds. Nerds.